All right, everybody, welcome to episode three of the American Ladcast. This is uh, Cade Laurie and Nigel Cross. We uh, just a little bit before we get started, get into this. Uh, we are now on iTunes at the American Ladcast. You can just type that in. Make sure you put spaces in between each word, capitalize each word at the beginning. The American Ladcast, and you'll find us up there. Make um, sure to like and subscribe. And, like uh, and subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, man, just like for to be honest. Yeah, we're into that. <laughs> we, we appreciate any support, man. That's, that's yeah, if you want to, if you want to send us money for like a microphone or some shit or a MacBook, it's uh, dude, really just don't be shy about it. Really no, we really appreciate it. Yep, not wrong with that. And uh, topics we got. When uh, we recorded episode two. Liverpool yeah. hadn't won the title, but when it came out on our platforms, they've already won the title, so yeah. that's probably kind of confusing. But Liverpool have now won the title officially. Um, and things have been pretty bad ever since. No, I mean, <laughs> them winning winning by 25 points is, I mean, that's really hard to do, even though most of the top teams had a really down year. Yeah. But still, winning by that margin is definitely impressive. And, I mean, if you look at every position, they pretty much have a top five player in just about each position, I'd say. Yeah. Except for maybe the midfield, but other than that, I'd say they pretty much have the best of the best. They got a front three that's all pretty much in their prime. So, I mean, it's looking like they could dominate for a couple more years. And even even that midfield, like, I, I agree with you. It's not like when you think of top five best players in the world at center of mid, you don't think of... Wijnaldum, Fabinho, Jordan Henderson. But what they do is a is a real job, especially Henderson and Wijnaldum, of being those two eights and constantly yeah. constantly being very mobile, winning the ball back, whether it's a tackle and interception. And Fabinho's there as a as a blanket in front of that back four. They do they and and it makes those front three, it gives them a lot of freedom. They don't have to win the ball. And even still they are very tenacious in defense. So Liverpool, they're a really good team i think klopp's tactics are a bit i think people don't give him enough credit but at the same time he has the right tools in that system for it to thrive like how it does with with a creative center forward that's almost like a 10 two wingers that like to cut in and they're very yeah you know they're, they're very efficient in front of goal and just with the players they're very dynamic they have, in the attack yeah and the system that they have is just it's doing wonders for them right now and I mean, it's very deserved. They won the league first time in what? They've... First time, long time. Been it's been a long time, man. Thirty years. Thirty something years. First time first. it's the Barclays Premier League. I mean, I just I hope they live it up, man. It was a long time coming. Maybe the big challenge is can they do it once again? That yeah, especially with all the other top teams coming back with new signs and all that. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be interesting also, to see. And not yeah, and we've also seen an elevation in some te- in some teams' performance over the season, like a Chelsea, like Manchester United. So it, it can be interesting what can happen in the future in the Premier League. Hundred percent. Nigel, you, uh, next topic we got a uh, FA Cup fixtures. Um, Chelsea United, Arsenal City. Huh. I mean, this is definitely United's best chance to get silverware. Yeah. Like this is, I mean, playing against a 
probably one of I mean not the definitely not the strongest Chelsea team that we've seen since they've came into money. So mm-hmm. they could definitely take advantage of this and potentially catch City slipping on one of their bad years. Yeah, I could see um I could see them having a chance at the Europa League to be fair. Just because yeah. the the depth they've got in terms of other teams, but um yeah, this FA Cup, I I think this is United Cities to take, honestly. Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea could beat United, but this is an Arsenal's Cup to take. They're they're going to lose against City. 100%. So, they'll, expect, they'll probably lose 3-0. I, ex- I expect City to play in that final. Um, that's going to be a great game to watch, though, United versus Chelsea. And then from the Arsenal perspective, I mean, they lost, what, was it 2-1? But... Was it 2-0 or 3-0 against Arsenal? Like, when David Luiz got sent off, we talked about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was, yeah, I think it was like 3-0, but last goal came like the 90th minute, though. Yeah, that was that only had like, the, yeah, they had right. like 11 minutes coming on. Mm-hmm. 11-minute stoppage time. So, I mean, yeah. it's just interesting maybe how Arsenal will respond. That's just, they're both going to be really fun games to watch, even from the neutral uh, point of view. Really, yeah. all cl- all clubs with history exclusive. You know, excluding City, but I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. Can't I can't deny that. Hundred percent. They they do play quality team. They could definitely get an FA Cup out of the season, which has been a disappointing season by their standards. Yeah, especially since Pep has come come into it. There's yeah. no doubt his he's his influence on English football is can't deny it. He's yeah. done a I think he's only gone one season trophyless, which was his first season at City. So, season. Yeah, so he's definitely not going to want to go trophyless. So we'll definitely care about this. Um, I saw this. Uh, I heard about this probably yesterday. Arthur and Pjanic swap deal. But I don't. I don't know who's. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a weird deal. I mean, it's good financially for Barcelona, but. Mm-hmm. To bring in another midfield that's thirty when there's so many other players aging in that squad. How how like, old was Arthur? I think Arthur's only like twenty three, twenty four. Like he's a little. And Pianch is like thirty. So since since we record this on Skype calls, I have my laptop right in front of me. Just gonna big old type in. Yeah, just born in ninety six. So he's he's twenty. He turns twenty four this year. No. Yeah, that's right. He turns 24 this year. Um, I think Arthur's a good player. Uh, I don't hear people talk about him a lot, though. I think he's a good passing player, keeps the ball well, but he's not somebody that can run a midfield, you know? he's. But yeah. the Spanish league is like a great league for him. It's going to be interesting how he does in Italy. Um, Pjanic is somebody that, you know, he's I've watched for a long time. Um I think he'll probably do just fine. He's got loads of quality. People yeah. don't talk about him a lot. Um, just an interesting move, though, because I. Why would Barcelona want to give up a twenty-three-year-old for somebody that's past thirty now? Yeah, especially with so many other age, like aging players in that squad. It's like you definitely need to start building for the future. Right, because what Busquets? He's been at the high high level now for. Probably, over ten years. Yeah, over ten years. Yeah, he's got to be getting older. Messi's okay. getting older. 
Rakitic wasn't young when they Suarez, signed him. He's got to be yeah. 30 now. Like, I just, I didn't expect that signing. When I heard about it, it made me just kind of go, like, what? Like, I'm just like, that's a lot of money for Arthur. Like, I mean, we know Arthur's not like an Iniesta, but like, I mean, yeah. that's impossible boots to fill in a way. Like, you're going to be a Barcelona legend. I mean, I don't know. I just, I didn't expect that necessarily. I don't, I don't know what the perfect signing would be for them, though. So, yeah, like, it's, I don't know. It seems like a lot of signings just don't live up to expectations. Like, I think the nah. last really good signing was probably Suarez, probably someone that, like, instantly just Suarez. fit in. Just like this player could be like a cornerstone for success. And who, Whatever. who would you, who would you say it was before that? Maybe David Villa? David Villa. At Barcelona. I'd, I'd say Neymar, even though he struggled yeah. in his first oh, season. Yeah, yeah, Neymar. That was someone where it's like there's definitely some concerns whether or not he'd be able to adapt to Barcelona. But I mean, Rakitic has done well too, though. Like he's fit into the culture of, you know, that that type of style of play. They have the tiki taka possession type style of play. But I, I just didn't see Pjanic going to Barcelona. That kind of surprised me. Yeah, it just aren't. It just came out of nowhere. It it, it yeah, did. It, it it's not. Like, it's not that he doesn't have the qualities to be a Barcelona player. It's just it's late in the game in his career. He's been at Juventus his whole career. I, just, I mean, maybe he just wanted to try something new. It came that time. There's a lot of players in that Juventus midfield. Maybe he thought, hey, yeah, I that's one team step away. Yeah, what it's like. There's. Uh, Rabio, Bentacar, there's uh, Aaron Ramsey. I think Vernon Desky maybe. can play yeah. in there. Can play on the wing, I think as well. But they they just do they do have a lot of players in that in those positions. So maybe he just thought, hey, uh, Blaze Matweedy. We forgot about yeah, uh, Blaze Matweedy. Can't believe so. It. Yeah, ton of depth, but yeah, yeah I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how Arthur does in there, though. But he is a really good midfielder. Yeah, he definitely has a technical quality to play in any league. I think. Mm-hmm. But and I don't know. It's kind of interesting that Barcelona gave up on him so early. Yeah, at only twenty-three. Maybe he didn't want to agree to a deal. Who knows? Yeah, or maybe he just he saw that seventy-two million was just like this is a pretty good deal, good opportunity. Yeah, for my family. Yeah, and I mean that you see that with players moving to places like China at the end of their career. I mean, you can't. I can't blame people for doing yeah. that kind of stuff. To be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do what you, you got to do, man. It was, yeah, because at the end of the day, this is just a means of making money, and they can uh, put on their family, dude. That's all that really matters. Like, Yeah. Speaking of Barcelona, we've got Barcelona dropping points in the title race against Celta Vigo. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that, that game. Um, Iago Aspas is, uh, came back so, and wreaked some havoc. He's... I don't know what happened, man. He was terrible at Liverpool, and then just somehow just rediscovered his form at Celta Vigo, hmm. and the man just never looked back since. Yeah, um, yeah. He played. He went to a. I think it was Dortmund after Barcelona, wasn't it? And that's where he had that revival in his career. And then he went to Celta Vigo, and he's done well there. That Barcelona team went like. I think it might be Madrid's season to win the title and it's not because they've been uh, outstanding it's just like the, i think they've dropped points back-to-back games too so i i really think it's just madrid at this point yeah and what's like it's looking like that 
wild about that is that for a while, and you could tell in European football that the pinnacle of European, like Spanish, Spanish league football was the top of Real Madrid and Barcelona were two of the best teams in the world for a lot in between 2010 and 2020. Yeah. And seeing this kind of decline, I feel like that's why I've kind of been watching a little bit less. I mean, you just, it's hard to compete against that prime front three of Real Madrid with Bale, Benzema, Ronaldo. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like the Messi and Ronaldo dominance is like really what gave the league mm-hmm. all that excitement. Like, where it's like La Liga was like a must watch. Not La Liga, but El Clasico used to be like a must watch game, but now it's kind of just like. Just, yeah, I feel it's, it's never going to be yeah. the same. Yeah. It's not the same because it's just like, I mean, doesn't have that much of an appeal. We got Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. And it, and it just goes to show how those two players, man. Just changing the course of football forever. Yeah. Because now, I don't know. Barcelona, that team still, like what we were touching on earlier, there's just a lot of older players. Like, I don't see the direction they're going in. Like, I almost feel bad for Messi to an extent because, like, you think that oh, they yeah. should sign in good young players and, like. Yeah, giving them something because. I mean, he's been carrying that team for probably like four, probably like four years now. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, I mean, he almost carried him to the Champions League last season. If it wasn't for Anfield. And so, um, we next up. I don't know how much you watched of this, Naj. I watched a, a fair decent amount. Uh, Manchester United versus Norwich in the uh, FA Cup quarterfinal. The two-one win. Only using some Fergie time to get the last minute win. Yeah, he sure That's he sure did. Respectable. Um, what did I think about it? Um, you know the squad hey, rotated a lot. There was a lot of rotation. There was a lot of rotation. Some, you know, a lot. Maybe a lot of these players haven't played on this level for ninety minutes throughout at a game speed in a while. Oh, I thought yeah. they did okay. I I mean, anybody that watched it could tell you that Manchester United had a problem turning the screw in the final third in terms of, like, the details around the 18-yard box, like, yeah. making that decisive pass, like, creating that clear goal-scoring chance. But, I mean, that's that was expected. I'm, I, I felt kind of happy, like, as a – I mean, you see it in the background. As a Manchester United fan, and I'm biased, but I thought they did fairly well. Uh, Oli made the right substitutions. Think about how he brought Pogba on. Think about how he brought Marcus Rashford on. He brought Anthony Martial on. And it ended up winning us the game. But, it, yeah. you know, Harry Maguire scored the last-minute winner. But if you watched the match, you could see how those players had an impact on how we were creating chances. We were getting more set pieces. We were getting the ball more in the box. And, you know, I'll, It's not I'll, easy watching Jesse Lingard play. No, it wasn't, <laughs> man. It was... God, man, watching uh, that shit was fucking, yeah. Yeah, I don't have, I mean, he's not a bad player, man. It's just, you know, there's, it's hard to play for Manchester United. And, I mean, true, Bruno, Bruno didn't have his best game, but it's about having confidence when you get the ball, too. And Jesse, uh, I mean, he's only going to be around for so much longer, man. He's, what, 27 now? He had his best season when he was like twenty three. It's 
Yeah, he, he's I definitely. I don't want, I'm not. I don't want to speak ill on players unless I'm speaking about Granit Xhaka. But yeah, I'm, dude, it's just it is. No, nah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Manchester United were good on the day, but I mean, Norwich aren't a bad team though. Even though it looks like they're gonna get relegated, like yeah, they still do have like some pretty good players. And once they drop down into the championship, because they probably will get relegated just based off the points right now. Anyway. Yeah. They're still going to be a really good team in the championship. They can score goals. Their problem is defending. Yeah. Yeah. But even um, also, if we're just talking about that game in general, Manchester United did great on neutralizing the uh, the attack from Norwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bay- yeah just... Bay- Bay played his first game of the season. Diego Dallo is just... Uh, he's. Uh. I mean, yeah. I just, I just don't think he's that good. I'd like no. 100%. And a lot of people kind of feel that way. I mean, I feel like his best matches were played at Porto when he was probably 18, to be yeah. honest with you. And that's because he was playing week in, week out. And that's that's a big part of it. You got to play week in, week out. That's just not a guarantee around here. I'd rather see Brandon Williams in that position. Me too, man. And if I'm not seeing Brandon Williams, I want to see Aaron Wambazaka. He should be first in that position. 100%. And I just... um. I just thought about this. Uh, I saw something earlier that a a Barcelona right back just got signed to uh, Manchester. Well, he's go- he's rumored to be linked with them. He refused to sign a new contract with Barcelona. He's about 16 years old, and he's a right back. I think I found- did hear something about that. Um, I want to say his name was Juan. Juan La- Loreos. L-A-R-I-O-S. Loreos. Loreos. I'm... Probably, I know I'm butchering it, but yeah, but yeah, the point he uh, still stands. Now so. I see that City's linked with him, and that can make a lot of sense <laughs> when you really. Yeah. I only had a, I just had to think about that for a fraction of a second for that to make a lot of like, sense. Ooh. Kyle Walker's kind of been playing in the center. Yeah, you know? Kyle, it's Kyle not Walker. even that he's going to be out of the system. They need a center back, and Kyle Walker has played there because they like to play a three at times. I mean, they can, and then two on the wings. Yeah, he's, he's played that for England, too. Yeah. Where he used to play the three with the – they used to play the wing backs. They could fit Kieran Trippier. Yeah, or Arnold. Yep, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that'd be um, that'd be interesting. That's what you want to see. And – um. We're going to have this episode a little bit shorter than our last one if anybody fucking pays attention and follows along with this. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, who, dude, who knows? You want a long episode? You want a short episode? Why <laughs> you listening to 50 minutes? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. These are all questions that need to be answered. Yeah. But um, so. we, we, had a, we had a question from somebody that we know. Um, he's a good friend of ours, and he was, he's a Tottenham fan. He was asking, uh, when will Tottenham win a trophy under Mourinho? I mean, I think everyone loves some good old-fashioned shithousery, but I think to see Tottenham win trophy... It's not impossible. Yeah, it's not impossible, but I think some things just have to align in their favor. Yeah, it's interesting, the the Ndombele situation. Or was that the player? Yeah, and Ndombele, I think he's been linked to Barcelona. He refused to play for Mourinho again? Is that who I'm thinking of correctly? Yeah, center mid. Yeah, from France. Yeah. Um, that kind of tells you there that maybe the dressing room has been lost a bit because imagine 
having a guy that like it's so frustrated he's like I, I don't agree with the coach like i'm over all this and then you're like you know but listen like we're we're on a team like buy into the system like yeah. you know just just get on with it's it just until, yeah it makes it so awkward it you can get your move through and he's come out in the media and he said um i'm never playing for this coach again and it's not the club he's mad at specifically one person i just found the situation like I was kind of surprised, and I don't know. I think it it doesn't look good for Mourinho, obviously, in terms of, like, what if he got sacked in the future? I mean, and just yeah. his recent – I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I think Mourinho was a coach for a different era, honestly. I think – I don't know. The leadership's kind of questionable, I feel like, in the locker room, too. Mm. So, if, I don't know. Like, is Vertogen a leader? No, well, uh, he, they, well, Vertonghen and Alderweireld, they're at stages of their career where they wanted to move forward a year ago. Yeah, so it's like, who's how, like how the are you going to want to lead a team when like you're at 31, you still haven't won a major trophy with this club, and like you're just kind of at the point where it's like, I'd rather go back to Ajax, I'd rather go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that and that's a problem in itself too. They've kept some players that wanted to leave. They never gave Pochettino the funds to get the players that he really wanted. And that makes it hard to win a trophy because then you're going to be in the quarterfinal of a game. You're going to need something else. I don't know. That that team just – it seems like some players that should have moved on. I mean, look look how long they kept Christian Eriksen. And, and anybody that is, keeps up with football knew that he wanted to leave for a long time. Yeah, so. like – and they just keep trying to hold on to these players – they're not, they don't really want to bring in new ones. And that, and that's stuff from up top in terms of they don't want to go through the efforts of replacing those players. It's just simpler for them to keep them because they're not yeah. really interested in football. We've seen that from Arsenal's up top of Stan Kroenke. I mean. Oh, yeah. These, they just sell people on these dreams. Yeah. And they're just more interested on the financial aspect, just making money instead of actually trying to win trophies and competing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Shit, Nigel, you got um, you got anything else, man? Um, uh, not for this episode. No, nah, yeah, I guess yeah, that's, uh, that's it, next man. episode we ha- we had a a big gap uh on YouTube of not recording anything for a week. We were just I was personally busy and I just didn't have time. But we will yeah. we'll come out with an episode about once a week. That's what we're kind of aiming for. I mean, we both got shit to do we have lives just like everybody else so we you know we'll try but you know anybody that watches it to this far like it's pretty much like appreciate appreciate you man please let us know any suggestions opinions in the comments uh follow us on socials man we really appreciate it um yeah make sure to check out the ipod on the itunes podcast american Lightcast. The American Lagcast, we are now on iTunes. I'll try to put it up on other uh, Spotify is the main one I'm going to try to go towards, but, I mean, we'll yeah, work on that. Let you know in the next episode how far, how far we are with all that. Yeah, we're trying to get some mics, get some better camera quality. Yeah, we're, uh, this, we're still doing easy. the same exact thing we were from episode one. And, I mean, we've been doing this for, it hasn't been a month yet, but we're getting close to it, so... We're working on it. We appreciate any patience. I mean, the I, the patience that takes to listen to this shit. Um, yeah, appreciate the feedback. The feedback. The Good man. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, shit, Nigel. Once again, it's nice doing this with you, man. Uh, always a pleasure.
pleasure. So I think that wraps up episode three. Uh, episode four probably coming out. Give it like a week and a half, I'd say, something yeah. like that. Somewhere yeah. around the fifth of July, fourth of July.